How was your weekend, Dad? Uh, fun, but it's not going to lead to me being a great podcaster right now. <laughs> freaking Monday at 8 p.m., and I'm still feeling the effects of this freaking weekend. <laughs> so shall we just start with that? Because that might be all I have for you on this thing. <laughs> yeah, tell us, uh, tell us how the Garth Brooks concert uh, was. A little short story here. First yeah. of all, first of all, I'm not a Garth Brooks fan. We all know that. Um, I appreciate what I saw. I mean, like I bet there was, there had to have been, there had to have been close to ninety thousand people inside Notre Dame Stadium because it that's ho- insane. Yeah, it holds, it holds like seventy five, and then the field was completely full. <laughs> yeah. Um, of course I know like three songs that I only hear when it's being played by someone else. So I, you know, I, I was there for the uh, camaraderie of a boys week, well, boys 24 hours. So I went with Fairfield and Mannix and cut right and Mannix. It, this was all for Mannix, my buddy Mannix. So real quick. This, so he calls Fairfield calls me and asked me if I want to go to Garth Brooks. I initially said, uh, not really. And then he goes, well, <laughs> man, he said Mannix he told me if there's two people that can go, it'd be cut right and read. I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'll go to Garth Brooks then. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it starts with this. Uh, me and Fairfield are supposed to meet in Indianapolis at 12. He doesn't get there till 1250 because of traffic jams through Indiana and all this other shit. You, he got caught up between Bloomington and uh, Indiana or Indianapolis with that 37. Yeah. So we're already an hour behind. Then the trip that's supposed to take two hours from Indy to South Bend, about 2.45, okay? So now, <laughs> now we're an hour 45. So we get there, and Mannix and Cutright are already sitting at the bar. And so it, it immediately just, it's, it's, what do you want? Here's a beer. And trying to keep up with Mannix, who is about, I don't know, six foot, 235. Um, oh, man. Yeah, of straight Irishman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so we had just had a, we only had a couple hours just to actually chill and hang out. And then we head to this concert and Fairfield's just out of his mind. He's out of his mind the whole time. Um, he's never, there's never a time he's not shot out of a cannon. Okay. He's always shot out of a cannon. <laughs> like they put the Derby. So the, the show was first said seven, but he didn't come on to eight. So they put the Derby up on the big screen. Okay. Oh God. Okay. So, you know, everybody's watching the Derby. Final race and uh, <laughs> Fairfield. Fairfield is as the race is going. He keeps yelling, "Whip it! Whip the horse!" <laughs> okay, so so people are getting that right as the race is going. So then he wins that you know that big. I don't know if you heard the eighty to one long shot won the Derby. Like he, dude, he came off of the rail like eighty. He was literally the the biggest odds of of winning. He comes off the rail and scoots over and takes off like freaking Paul Walker in Fast and Furious, okay? It was just like, whoop, oh, my whoop. God. And then just speeds past everybody and wins. So yeah, I didn't, I didn't watch the Derby. So. Well, <laughs> I, I wouldn't have if they wouldn't have put it on the screen. 
Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, his yelling didn't stop there. So, <laughs> he goes, so the, the horse wins. And then what, what always happens is when after these guys come up on horses at the Derby and they try to just, they kind of grab the ho- other horses and just kind of have them like kind of ride next to them. Yeah. The horse that won kept trying to bite the horse that this guy was oh. on. So fair. I mean, he wouldn't stop either. Fairfield's like, he's juiced up. He's on cocaine and steroids. He keeps yelling cocaine and steroids. <laughs> and then he wouldn't stop. He wouldn't stop. He wouldn't st- like the, the horse wouldn't stop. And then Fairfield yells out, put him down. Put him down right now. <laughs> Just in a crowd of Garth Brooks fans. I mean, I'm just like, I, and we're all dying. Other people just don't know how to take it, you know? Like, no one... Yeah. No one you know. So, anyway, concert goes. Dude played, like, three hours. I mean, he's 60 years old, Dang. and he played three hours. Um, but we had fun. But the, the, the real fun began after the show, because um, we leave. Wait, hold on. Where'd you... Uh, where were the seats at? Where'd you guys... So, picture... Okay, positioned? so, picture a football field, right? Were you on the field? No, no. Just picture a football oh. field. So the, okay, yeah, yeah. The state, the stage probably came out to about the thirty-yard line of a football mm-hmm. field, you know, and then took up the end zone and all that stuff. And we were setting basically first section up fifty-yard line. So like it was just oh, like. <laughs> All Fairfield. Fairfield got the ticket. You know, like he he had already gotten him. There was long story short. There was a whole plan that was supposed to be. Jeff and or Mannix and his wife and then Fairfield and his wife, you know, but it got it got thrown out. So <laughs> turned into something real quick. Oh, it turned into something real quick. So we get done at eleven and we're all filing out of this place. Now, mind you, and I don't drink beer anymore. I just don't. It drives me. It just puts me down. A, just a very tired, just exhausting. Oh, just exhausting. <laughs> I'm probably eight beers deep during this concert because no, everybody's gone. always everybody's double fisted and keeps coming back with beers and I'm just like, oh, yeah. yeah. We get done and uh we try to go in there's there's a few bars, nothing major, and there's a few restaurants. But we go in the first bar, completely packed. Mannix is starting to get pissed because he doesn't have a drink in his hand. I'm getting pissed because no. I'm because I'm hungry. Okay. I just want to eat. <laughs> That's yeah, I, I just wanted to eat. I, 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 That's me every night. Yeah, so I was I wanted to eat, and then every night I go out, I'm like, that's like that's like the first thing I think about before I go out. I'm like, okay, did I eat anything before? No. I'm like, I'm gonna have to figure out what to eat later on. Yeah, well, I, but, I could care less about what happens during the night. I need to know what I'm gonna eat. Well, get ready. I go out. Get ready about what I'm gonna tell you here in the food intake here in here in just a God, little bit. So. Dang. So we go in one bar, it's packed. It's just, I, I hate being in packed bars. I'm just like, what am I doing? I'm 47 years old. Get me out of here. <laughs> we go, we walk into another one. Same shit. Okay. Yeah. And, and there was a UFC fight on. So, I mean, freaking TVs. Oh, oh yeah. I saw some crazy knockouts from that. Well, yeah, one was, crazy knockout. Yeah. So I'm like, what the hell is going on right now? So um, it's just chaos, right? It's just total freaking chaos. And but the thing is, it, this is this is literally our hotel was right across the street from Notre Dame campus and from the stadium. Oh yeah, so and it there, makes sense that it's packed. Yeah, but there was only like two bars. Like it was like, <laughs> yeah, actually. And, and then there was like, there was like a Chipotle, a Five Guys Burgers, 
Every, <laughs> but get ready. Everything's closed at 11 o'clock on a Saturday. And I don't know. Is I don't this know. even a college town? Yeah. And I don't know if they didn't want to deal with the crowd. You know, and, and uh, that that might be a good point. Yeah. Well, I take that back. Five guys, what five guys was open, but it was it mm-hmm. was out of control. Chipotle was closed. Um, so long story short, we finally get into this bar, and there's drinks involved, and I'm still starving. So now I'm drinking, and I just want to <laughs> eat. Okay. Finally, at about twelve thirty, we head out, and like we got to get some food. That's it. We got to get some food. And we gotta get back. Because the place we were at wasn't serving. There's a place that you could go in and just order wings. It's like it's had this name, wings. There's people in there waiting, and they're all like DoorDash people and stuff. And yeah. they are pissed. They're like, everyone's pissed at the workers. I wouldn't want to work in a freaking restaurant to save my life, okay? Like, it was, <laughs> like they were all bitching and stuff. So Fairfield, you know, we're standing there, and we start talking to people. We're like, what's the deal? And they're like, oh, they're just backed up. And. I'm like, well, for DoorDash or for people eating here? And they're like, well, that's DoorDash seems to be later, longer. I'm like, okay. So Fairfield's oh, like, God. Fairfield goes, I'm ordering. He goes up. <laughs> he, well, listen, get ready for this. This is where this is where it really starts to get fun because I don't know how what he's ordering. I just go, I yeah. go, I don't care. There's chicken. I go, there's chicken wings and there's chicken fingers in this place. I don't care what you get. Just get it. Get whatever. Okay. <laughs> Just get like a huge order of either right. or both. Right. So he um, he orders, and as he's ordering, I tell Cut right because Mannix had already gone back to the hotel room to see if the hotel like was serving food or and, and nothing was yeah. happening there. Freaking, I go okay. I can't do this anymore. I said Cut right. I'm going to the Seven Eleven. There was a Seven Eleven across around the corner. Oh, no, you got to be kidding. no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I took off to a Seven Eleven. I walked in there. And I started just grabbing, I, I mean, I had Lay's, I had, you know, I just started grabbing chips and shit. Um, oh, I thought you were going to go for like the, uh, the hot dogs. And the no, 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 oh. no. <laughs> I, I knew he was ordering food, so I just wanted to get some snacks, right? So, yeah. so yeah. as I'm in the aisle, who comes running into the 7-Eleven? Fairfield. <laughs> <laughs> I go, did you just follow me? He goes, yeah, cut right. So you took off. So cut right's waiting for the food. He, I, he goes, what are you doing? I go, I'm getting some snacks. He goes, they got beer. I go, I don't know. Look, they had warm beer. Okay. Like there were, oh. well, there were just stacks of, of cases of beer down the thing, but nothing yeah. in the cooler. Fairfield goes to look at the, he just go over there looking at the beer, the dude and Matt. Okay. It's seven 11, right? It's seven 11 is it's, it's, it's seven eleven, okay. It, it's seven yeah. eleven. That's like I, I mean, there could be a robbery. You know, you know, you don't know what's going on in seven eleven. Yeah. The dude behind the thing goes, "We're not serving alcohol anymore." And Fairfield's like, "What?" He goes, "It's after oh. one. We're not serving alcohol." And Fairfield, <laughs> he oh. looked at me, and then all of a sudden, he just randomly pointed at a sign that says, "Beer not served until noon on Sunday." <laughs> That's what he just starts, he starts tapping at the sign. I go, dude, let's just get some food and get out of here. Okay, let's just get out of here. So, you know, he's always got to take it. He's always taking it one step farther. So I'm walking out there with, it. I'm walking out there with chips, just through like four or five bags of chips or whatever. As, oh, God. as the guy is checking us out, he gives me the total. Fairfield's standing there. He grabs a cookie the center and he throws it. And he goes, put that on there too. After he'd already told us. <laughs> 
So, just toying with the guy. Yeah, so I had I had a 20 out. The bill had come oh. to like 17-something. I got this 20. He throws the cookie in. I'm like, here we go. Now I'm going to have to bring out more ones or something. <laughs> it came to like 1958. I took the 20. I go, I go, keep it, buddy. We're out of here. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm like, let's just get me out of here. Please get me out of here. So we go back. Chicken's still not done, right? The, the cut right's waiting for it. Yeah. Me, me and Fairfield are setting out on a, a, a like a bench and we're looking into the restaurant waiting for cut right eating the chips on the sidewalk is what we were doing <laughs> so anyway we uh fast forward cut right said let's go you know he's got the food we go up to the room he starts bringing the food out for four people fairfield had ordered 30 wings okay oh. and 30 chicken strips <laughs> Along with, I don't think that's enough. I don't think that's enough. <laughs> along with, oh, it was. Well, oh, but it was. The chicken strips were big. Along with tater tots. Okay. <laughs> and so we proceed. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, okay. Then back up one. So when we go into the lobby, it's one of those hotels. You know, you know when you go to a hotel and they right by the desk, they've got that little that little area where you can get like snacks and drinks and stuff, and then you just tell them yeah. to put in your room. <laughs> right. I've got, okay, so I'm carrying, cut right goes up to the room. This is before we, I find out how much food we have, but I'm carrying the bag. I had gotten a water at the, um, at the 7-Eleven too, so I got the water. You know, I'm trying to get some sort of normalcy in my life at this point. And, uh, yeah, freaking, we're in there and <laughs> Fairfield goes, they got beer. I'm like, oh my God, I don't even want beer. <laughs> I go, it's like, it's, it's like 115 right now. And, um, it doesn't end. Yeah, and uh, so it's Modelo. It's he gets four cans of Modelo, okay. <laughs> and the guy's just standing there, and he's like, he's just totaling it up. The guy who puts it in the computer or whatever. And um, yeah, I take two. So now I picture this. I've got this. I've got these like four bags of chips. I've got water. Now I've got two Modellas, right? I've got my key out. As yeah. I'm standing there, Fairfield goes. He picks up a, uh, you know, like um. Uh, beef jerky sticks yeah okay he picks one up and they're like miniature they're not normal size he goes right. he looked at the guy and goes i'm not paying full price for this this is half the size of a beef jerky <laughs> <laughs> and he goes he goes i want two for one and <laughs> and dude i looked i looked at him and i go i'm out you're on your own now and i just took off to the elevator <laughs> So as I'm getting on the elevator, some dude happened just to be getting on. So I, and he like got hit my room and stuff. So I get up to the room and that's when I see all the food, you know? So yeah. we, we proceed to sit there and eat and, you know, drink beer and Fairfield's just telling stories and Fairfield, you've been around his voice. Is, he care. It carries. Okay. It's loud <laughs> at about two. Dominance. Yeah. He's telling stories. I will say in that hour of eating and listening to him talk and us, we're all telling stories. I, I, at one point I was laughing so hard that I almost like chicken strips almost came back up. I mean, I was, I, <laughs> I was laughing so hard, but at two forty-five, we hear knock on the door. It's secure. Oh it's security. <laughs> Secu Are you kidding? Someone called and said we were too loud in the room. <laughs> So four guys in their late forties got security called on them at two forty-five in the morning, and we literally, when that happened, we all—I was—I was happy with it. I was fine because I was like, okay, good, I get to go to sleep now. Freaking, yeah. 
I, I downed some water. We all settled in and was in, you know, in bed like around three and I was back up at eight o'clock yesterday. So went to bed oh, at three. Oh yeah. God. Yeah. And I got, cause I knew I had to drive. I was driving, going to see Mel Cindy. And then I had, mm-hmm. so I had two hours there, ha- another half an hour to Mel Cindy, two and a half home, you know, that kind of thing. I got up, dude. I, I down, I down liquid IV in the old, uh, in the old <laughs> bottle, you know, in the water bottle. I yeah. took, I took a cold shower to try to revive my, my body. Yeah. And I started getting everybody up and oh my God, I just, by the time I got home yesterday, I felt like I'd been gone a week and, and like I'd been beat with a bat or something. I, I was just, <laughs> I was so tired. I can't, I, on the way home, I said, I said, Fairfield, how do you, can you imagine doing this two nights in a row? I, I, I go, I would, I would just die. I would just kill over and die. Like it. So, yeah. yeah so yeah, this is my Garth Brooks concert experience right there. <laughs> So you re- you reverted back to your old ways. Oh, it's seriously. It, I don't I don't like I just don't like drinking beer. That's what gets me. It wears me down. Like I can't just have a Coors Light anymore. Like it just I'm just like yeah. what am I doing? Give me a give me a cocktail. Give me a give me some yeah. nice, you know, margarita or something. So yeah. So anyway, <laughs> but yeah, so I was living the life of a college student. I don't know what you were doing Saturday night, but I I definitely wasn't living the life of a college student. I was literally playing Legend of Zelda by good, myself. Good for you. I this this <laughs> I think I was. I was playing I, I was I was playing video games. That's what I was doing. I um <laughs> I I had a great time, but that just that kind of stuff sets me back. It'll set me back a week like just physically and just it's so bad. So I just think that it's so funny that you are in your forties and you were at one point during the night sitting on a curb or sitting on a bench eating chips, waiting for yeah. tater tots and chicken tenders. I'll tell you this though: <laughs> after uh, yeah. after an an eight beer Garth Brooks concert. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, don't don't forget about the two or three that I had at the bar after we got done. <laughs> oh my god! And then the Modelo's to finish off the oh, night. Oh, it's too much. It's too much. <laughs> Um, top yeah. that with some tater tots and some ketchup. I'll tell you though, I might've been eating chips waiting for my wings to come out, but I watched people walk by who are my age probably that could barely walk down the, down the sidewalk. I'm like, what are you doing? Oh yeah. Even though I had like, you know, because during the concert, I probably had like three or four waters, <laughs> you know, I would sneak yeah. I'd go every time I get a beer, I get some water and stuff. You know, that, that keeps you. That keeps you that keeps you having fun, but keeps you in your right state of mind, you know. So keeps you aware. Uh huh. That is so funny. I was gonna, you know, I actually saw a video of um, I don't, even, I think it was on TikTok, but uh, was there an opening act for Garth it, Brooks? It was one dude, just kind of real quick, like thirty minutes or something like that. I didn't even really. See it. Okay, we were, we were outside. We were out waiting in line to get beer and stuff. It took forever. So there wasn't there wasn't a band playing at Notre Dame before Garth Brooks. Not no, not that night, not no. inside the stadium. Yeah, well, never mind. Cause I saw this video of like an opening. It was like an opening band, and they were playing. The comment said like they were playing at Notre Dame, and they were kind of like a comedy like musical group. Like no, there, it was an actual band, but they like made up songs about like. I think the song was called like "No One Cares About the Opening Act," and that's what the song was about. <laughs> oh my god! No, maybe yeah. I don't, so they said they, Notre Dame, and I was like, I wonder if Dad saw it. Wonder if they played like outside or like outside the stadium or something. 
I don't know. I didn't no see. Idea. I didn't see anything like that. That stadium's crazy. That's the first time I've ever been in Notre Dame, like stadium. Yeah, it's just nuts, dude. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, but I mean, it. I mean, it is cool to, you know, when when the lights go down and you know, or the sun, you know, sun goes down, the lights come up, and like you just kind of stare out there and just see that many people. You know, it's pretty crazy. So, yeah. What yeah. is what is one song that Garth Brooks sings? Because I have no idea. Uh, Friends in Low Places. Ah, that's exactly what I was thinking yeah. about. <laughs> you know, it's so funny because I, uh, it it was the, oh God, it was the morning after the like your whole bender. You called me and you said you were having a rough time. Mm-hmm. I texted Brady and I'm like, oh, Father Reed's having a rough morning after the Garth Brooks concert, and, and he said that he spit out his water. Rough morning. Because, Hell, yeah. it was it was noon when I told you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was bad. It was uh, I. I didn't have pain. I just I don't do well with like, and let me tell you. Like, even though I went to sleep at three and got up at eight, it wasn't like I was sleeping the whole time. You know, I'm tossing, I'm oh, turning. Yeah, it's just it was. I probably had a total of like three hours of quality sleep that night. You know, like and were okay. So it was a hotel room. Was it like was it like a two bed? Two bed. That's what it was. For, but here's. <laughs> <laughs> I gave I. I didn't want to mess with anything, so I, you know, Mannix, Mannix is big old boy, and yeah, I'm like, Mannix, take the bed. I say, cut right, you take the bed. I'll take the couch, because Fairfield, he has horrible, like, he takes medication for it. His horrible acid reflux. So he starts off, he starts off in a chair, <laughs> and then at one point, during, I wake up, I kind of, you know, tossing and turning, and we had cranked the air down, and my God, this air conditioner worked well because it was freezing at one point. Yeah, I look That's every down, hotel room. I swear. I look over. He's not in the chair anymore. He's between the little ottoman and the chair on the floor, and he's got his sweatshirt <laughs> over his head. <laughs> uh, you guys, you guys were like children, grown That's men. What you guys went back to <laughs> grown men, and I, I went to I, you know, I went to Garth Brooks concert. And I had on jeans, a hoodie, and my Vans on, so I stuck out like a sore thumb, you know. But I, that's what I slept in. I just laid down on the couch and with my clothes on. Yeah, dude, with the hoodie on, I was freezing, and there I didn't know. Like I woke up like you know four o'clock, five o'clock, and so I went to the bathroom and I got two towels and laid the towels over me because it was so cold. <laughs> I've never seen so... those pictures. I've seen those memes where it's like. Uh, POV you spend the night at a friend's house and like mm. it's a dude sleeping on the couch and he's like using like that's that was like a, a yoga mat as like a blanket and that was me. And, like a, had, a toy car as a pillow or something like that I had two white hotel towels <laughs> cut on like uh, one up top one over my left just to have some sort of warmth yeah <laughs> oh my god <laughs> a disaster yeah, just menaces Four, uh, 47 years old that's what I did on Saturday night so yeah. yeah, let me tell you, I uh, I cannot sleep in hotel rooms the same because of the one time I traveled. Oh, uh, yep. Yeah, I traveled north, uh, north Indiana, like near Chicago, um, mm-hmm. for that ultimate frisbee tournament. Yeah, you were sleeping and, in a corner, weren't you? Oh, it, it was probably one of the worst nights of my life. It had it had to have been because. You know, I mean, nothing against the freaking ultimate frisbee team I was playing for for like what maybe two weeks before right. I decided. I'm like, yeah, not. Nope. I don't have time to watch film, man. I'm I'm not coming. <laughs> no, nope. but uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember I would, 
you know, it was the same kind of deal. Like it was, it was uh, two beds, and there was probably eight to ten dudes sleeping in this bed, oh. and I didn't, I didn't know a single one of them by name. I maybe I, I knew two, like what their names were because. But you weren't like were kind of like older. But you weren't friends with any of them. Oh God, no! Right, I, yeah. freshman year was a lone wolf. I didn't have, I didn't, I didn't have any friends yet. God, that and, was uh, that was freshman year. Holy hell! Yeah, yeah, it was before COVID. Um, Good God! Yeah, I I remember because you know, the entire frisbee team they kind of like they were transferring between like four or five rooms. So like at one point, like everyone was in the same room, and you know you know quote unquote bedtime rolled around and <laughs> I re- <laughs> I remember I don't even know how we got to this point but like sun went down um window was open because the air conditioner in a hotel room couldn't get this place cold enough because of the amount of dudes sweaty oh, sure. sweaty guys uh, yeah oh what a nightmare so I'm in this corner I have one pillow Oh, do you hear that? Oh do yeah, you hear the dude screaming outside my freaking. Now, I, now right that now? I can that I can hear. Yeah, yeah, it's bullshit. What are they still so the pool stupid. party? Yeah, it's yeah. Monday night. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 you know, I'm sure they've graduated. It's summer, but I don't know. Whatever. Big time. <laughs> yeah, that's annoying. But yeah, so I'm sleeping in this hotel room. Uh, windows open. I have allergies from the cornfields, oh. pollen, all this garbage. So oh, so bad. And. And there was a storm that night. Sure. So I can feel the rain hitting my bare feet through the window as I'm sleeping. The window was open? Yeah, because it was it was so hot we had to we had to put it open. We oh, had we had no. to open it. Oh god. So it's storming and oh my god, like a monsoon. It wasn't just a storm, it was like uh. like shit was blowing. Like I could see leaves and branches like shh, like through the window and stuff like that, and but every like thirty minutes, my nose was so runny <laughs> that I would lay my head down, and it would it would just leak. It would leak out of my nose, and I could <laughs> what a nightmare. I couldn't I couldn't breathe. So then this is where this is where it got worse. You thought you thought it was bad then. I mean. I thought I thought my life was over. I thought like you know if I die here, then this is where it happens. I, I I was okay with it. I'm like take me away. Oh God! But every time I had to wipe my nose, I had to get up and go to the bathroom, which was on the far side of the hotel room. Right, and walk over on, everyone. And I was tiptoeing, barely any room to walk. I was tiptoeing over bodies. Ah. Uh. You should have just grabbed a, like the whole toilet roll thing and just like took it over. The I room. don't. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't do that. I mean, I think I. Uh, I'm pretty sure I did it eventually, but I remember being up at like 4 a.m. in northern Indiana, two and a half hours away from my cozy dorm room. Yep. And I was like, "What the hell am I doing here? What am I doing here?" Yeah, I mean, like I had a I had a freaking fan. I always have a good time. Like when those guys I'm um, with those guys, I just fall right back into it. Like it's like, and I hadn't yeah. seen, I hadn't seen Mannix. God, I hadn't seen Mannix in seven years, maybe. Yeah. And Fairfield, was here in 2019, I think right before the pandemic, you know, for the Hootie concert. Um, yeah. But I mean, boom, it's just like right back into it. But, and I always have just a fantastic time. Like it's just, there's just laughter. There's no, 
there's no bullshit serious talking about, you know, freaking <laughs> politics or any of that horse shit. Like, it's just guys having fun, you know? Like, it should be. There, there's there's no, like, there's no talk like, yeah, my doctor said I should look out for this. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. Are you kidding me? Like, no, we have fun. We joke around. We just listen to Fairfield just say stupid shit to people, and it's just so good. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's... Uh, but I, it just like, I just, I know I won't, I know we won't have it. They all, we all feel the same, right? Well, when we were all leaving, yeah. we're all like, okay, it was fun, but yeah, I got to get back to my house. You know, like you kind of yeah. hit this foot. Yeah. I'm sure we'll meet up again at some point, but um, I'm good for, I mean, I'm good. Uh, I'm looking forward to this weekend of, of watching movies or something, you know, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> It, it always, it always like re, uh, redirects my, my, okay, what I need to do. I need to, I just need to calm down this weekend. I don't need to do anything. So, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. well, not like I do it a lot. Movies, but, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of movies, we should probably get into what our podcast is about and do a movie review <laughs> or at least I should do a movie review. Yeah. Go for it, buddy. I, I gave you, I gave you everything I got right there. <laughs> <laughs> he's tapped, he's tapped out. He, yeah. He's done. Yeah, talk about uh, talk about. Um, oh my God, what what is it you saw? Uh, what's the what? Came yeah, out? we uh, Doctor Strange came Dr. out, Multiverse so, of Madness. So we got Doctor Strange and we got Astral Projection talk, and I might say four words through this whole thing. So <laughs> yeah, God, I mean, here I'll start with Doctor Strange. I didn't even like take any notes. It's a lot of mental stuff, but mm-hmm. um, I'm telling you right now, this movie will probably be your one of your favorite marvel movies i'm not even kidding really i still haven't seen the yeah. first one <laughs> you know that right you yeah i well i mean i don't really expect you to because i feel like for you doctor strange is better in like movies like infinity war and Endgame and stuff like that i like him i just don't i didn't know if i just wanted to watch a full full movie with him you know like yeah i need my i need my but, i need my curse i need cap i need thor i need you know i need some stuff thrown in there you know yeah, but, like, just to, like, go on to, like, you know, a formal review, like, this movie is, like, a solid, like, 8 out of 10, and it is, it is like, Sam Raimi just made Evil Dead 2, but he put Doctor Strange in it. Was it, well, I mean, were, then, there, were there scary parts in it? Oh, yeah. I mean, really? it's, like, it's a pretty, yeah, there's a, there's a few jump scares here and there. Um, like, Wanda, Scarlet Witch, phenomenal villain. She's freaking, like, she's overpowered. Like, it's kind of crazy. Uh, the cameos. Don't, t- I, don't you know. Yeah, I think, don't ruin that for me. I, I'll. I'll I'm oh sure no, I'll no, watch it. no. This is spoiler free. Um, I think a lot of people since like Endgame and No Way Home, they get their expectations pretty high with the cameos now. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you know, even for me, I'm kind of a hypocrite when I say this, but like, um, you know, like I expected a lot of cameos, but like that's that's not gonna like hurt the hurt the movie for me right you know i feel like a lot of people who have been bashing this movie it's got a lot of a lot of mixed reactions Mm -hmm. and like everyone's like oh yeah this movie's so bad and i'm like not for an evil dead 2 fan it's not but (laughs) whatever um i swear there i mean yeah i mean it can't be that bad it's a freaking marvel movie no it's (laughs) a it's a great movie yeah this this movie is all gas no breaks it's Marvel's first horror movie, you know, quote unquote horror movie, and it does a really good job at bringing in those like horror aspects. Um, you know, I think 
I think the cameos that we got were actually kind of perfect for what the movie was because, you know, with a movie called Multiverse of Madness, a lot of people were thinking that, like, yeah, there was going to be every cameo imaginable from, like, you know, all these different Marvel universes. But it's like, if that were to happen, then it definitely would have brought away from, like, the really cool story that we actually got from the movie. Right. So that's why I like it, too, because, I mean, it is... It is full on, like, there are some wacky moments, and you know what? Like, the movie does things that other Marvel movies haven't done, and only Sam Raimi, like a director like that, like taking a taking a risk like that, hiring a guy like that to do Doctor Strange, right. only he has the balls to be like, hey, this happens, and then we're going to twist it up a little bit, and then you're going to, like, your jaw's going to drop. So, like, I just, like, really appreciate that, and, like... Is he? Uh, I, I saw. Is yeah. he working on another Evil Dead, or is? Uh, he's producing Evil Dead Rise. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Gotcha. And and he he actually said that Evil Dead Rise. He said that like, he saw already like he already saw like a cut of it, and he said it's like insane. Same same deal out in the woods, like that kind of stuff, like out in the cabin. No, it's actually about um. It's about like this single mom who finds who finds the book of the dead in the basement of her like a like really shitty apartment complex or something like that. Oh wow! Yeah, and and Sam, Sam's producing it. Uh, Bruce Campbell's producing it, I think. Um, but yeah, and then I mean, but just going back to Doctor Strange, like it's a it's a really good installment into the MCU. It's not what I thought it was going to be based off the trailers. So, like, you know, the trailers tell you one thing about how the story is going to go. And then, like, literally from the moment the freaking movie starts, it's just, like, you're thrown right into it. Like, there, there's no, like, there's no, like, filler, like, dialogue moments. It's all, it's just all gas, no breaks. And, like, that's what makes the movie fun. Because it's it's a Sam Raimi movie. It's wacky and it's fun. Right. Well, good, and, yeah. Uh, well, I, mean, I knew you'd like yeah. it. I mean, I, I I knew you weren't weren't going to be disappointed with it. So, yeah, and I will say, the very last post credit scene is a top five post credit scene. How many? How many were all, there? There's two. Okay. The 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 first one actually is like important to mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> the rest of the Marvel storyline. Right. But the the last the last post credit scene was just gold and i like i almost cried because of how just like amazing it was and and i don't you know it also i don't i don't need to see any other doctor strange stuff to know like to be okay with this one or should i watch one of them or wait is there there's only been one right yeah there's only been one this is uh this is the sequel to uh the first doctor strange um so there's been two and like i know it here's the thing you probably need to watch the WandaVision show too, (laughs) but I don't know if you want to do that. So, but basically what happened in WandaVision is like Wanda basically enslaved a town with her mind to create a life of like normalcy. Mm -hmm. But then it was all fake and like, you know, shield or like the government basically like told her, Hey, you can't keep these people here against their own will. So then she like, you know, left and freed all these people but like she basically she made this life where like she got married to vision and then they had two children right so really her like villain motivation is 
her thinking that the life that she made is actually real and that like she wants to you know she wants to create the life that she created but like in real right, life right, right, yeah. she was basically like trying to enslave another version of herself in a different universe it's so simple <laughs> yeah but, i'm sure i'm sure some some people would not find that simple at all <laughs> yeah but like Overall, it really it's just a fun Sam Raimi movie, and like, I don't know. I just like I don't understand why people are having mixed reactions. Okay, here's the thing: the people who are saying it's bad mm-hmm. have obviously like they they just don't know anything about like camp, like campy movies, cult classic movies, and like they don't understand how wacky Sam Raimi can get. Well, if you haven't seen Evil Dead, you'd have no idea. More evil dead yeah, that's too. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And like, I mean, yeah, evil... and like this movie, yeah, it has just it has so much of Evil Dead in it. It has a lot of Army of Darkness in it too. Yeah, I mean, anything with Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell, I mean, you have to know what you're getting. That that's there's something going on there that other movies just don't have. You know, it's like yeah, and like, and everyone's saying like, oh, it has so many plot holes. I'm like, well, you can say that, and that can ruin the movie for you. But like, what you're also ignoring is this two hour and six minute like epic where you're just go 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 and like i don't know i was like watching like a fight scene with like this monster i'm like a human being multiple human beings rendered and created this scene with computers right i don't know how right so it's like i don't know i just that's the whole thing with marvel too it's like if they're not if they don't get everything that they you know fantasize in their head they're like oh it's a bad movie i'm like okay I mean, no, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm sorry that, you know, every freaking X-Men didn't pop up in this movie. It's like, you know, it's it's okay. (laughs) Uh, I can't wait for, I don't know. I can't wait for Deadpool, the next Deadpool to come out and for somebody to go, oh, it's not that good. Shut up. (laughs) Yeah. But it's like, and also too, like, um, it was kind of fun, like, watching it with, like, a crowd this time around. Because, like, you know, seeing Endgame, that was, like, an awesome experience. Seeing No Way Home, that was an awesome experience, too. But, like, this one was really cool because the the response that Sam got was a lot of, like, oh, shit moments. Right. It's, like, no one expected, like, these things to happen. So, when did you, I don't did, know. Did you go at night or during the day? Oh, I mean, Jordan went, um, I think it was at five went at five o'clock and oh my god oh it was so full we i remember when we saw no way home we showed up like 30 minutes before and like the doors weren't even open yet so like we got in line we got we got to a seat real quick but you know i was like oh you know it's dr strange i mean i don't know how many people actually show up at five o'clock on a thursday or whatever right we get there and i'm like oh my god this place is full and i walk in we were if we didn't show up at the time that we did, we definitely would have been sitting like at the bottom, like front row seats. And I would have oh, been really? like, Hey, we're seeing it tomorrow. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to watch a movie in those like first three rows. I'm not doing it. No. Are your, th- Oh, so your theater over there is not like the one over here. You don't get to choose your seat. No. Oh, old, I, yeah, it's I can never, I can never go back to that. Like, uh, like I can never go to a theater now unless I know, Cause my anxiety levels would go so high if I didn't know that I had the seats that I, 
you know, when I walk in, these are the seats I have. Like no one can sit in these seats because it says it on my ticket. Like you know, like I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like when we when we uh, when we sat down, I, I think Jordan was getting like popcorn or something like that, and I sat down. And, like I have all of her stuff, and I put it in a seat right next to mine. But then there was an open seat like on the oh. on the other side of me. I'm like, oh god, please no. And you know, it was it was sold out. It was a full theater, and I'm like, damn. That's where you say um, both. That's where you say both of them, and then at the very end, if somebody needs it, you say, "Oh, yeah, I guess that person's not going." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then, like you know, I just because like I was almost disappointed in myself for showing up that late because like I was like, yeah, "What is wrong with me?" Like I, I, there, there was no chance of us getting like a top row seat or like even in the middle when we mm-hmm. got there. So I was like, I got scared for a second, and then um, and this would you your head would have exploded. Cause like I, you know, I, I observe it every day, but my God, people are just unhealthy and you can just hear it. <laughs> just hacking and breathing hard. Oh, and, yeah, oh and, God. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, halfway through the, yeah. yeah. There's always, there's always somebody just, just make That's exactly like, what it was. Yeah, it's like, that's oh. exactly what it was. Dude was, dude was two seats down from me. Thank God I had someone in the middle of me to kind of buffer that, so like I didn't have to experience it firsthand. But I, this guy was sitting here, and like halfway through the movie, he's just digging through his popcorn, and like he would cough, and it's like it's deep. Oh, you know, it's just, it's just, it's not, it's not a healthy sound. Just, you know? just spreading COVID everywhere. <laughs> oh, there's, there's like some juiciness to it. Oh. oh. All that butter. I'm trying to listen to this uh, insanely important dialogue that Dr. Uh, Strange uh, is saying uh, right uh, now. Uh, I'm like, I'm like, oh, cool. I just heard, you know, Charles Xavier say nothing because like this dude just was coughing in my face, but that's fine. Make sure you get your popcorn. <laughs> probably went outside and lit up a nice grit when he was walking to his car. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. I was like, oh my God. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, Doctor Strange was fun. I don't when I whenever I see reviews that are mixed, I'm like that means it's a good movie, at least for me. That's a, that's a it's going to be a good experience for me if it's mixed reactions. Do you do you read a lot of reviews on every movie that you want to see? I don't I don't like seek them out, but like I have my feed on like my you know, my TikTok and like when I search stuff, it just, I always see that kind of stuff anyway. Mm-hmm. But like, I, here's the thing before I see a movie, I don't seek out reviews, but after a movie I see, I, I always, it's the first thing I do. I'm like, what are people saying? Because I want to see if they're like right or wrong. Right. And, um, I don't know. I just, the amount of hate that this movie's getting, I just, I don't quite understand it. I think, I thought it was awesome. And there's like, I don't know. I was in awe. I just, I loved it. It's just a good mm-hmm. time. Well, you are a, uh, I, I was watching Captain America last night when I got home. Um, which one's the one which with one? the, oh, uh, the one with uh, Robert Redford. Is that, is that Winter Soldier? Oh, that's a, yeah. yeah the, so, probably the best Marvel movie. It's so good. <laughs> Straight up. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of, there's, you know, a lot of, a lot of Frank Grillo involved in that one, you know, Rumlo. Like that's the, that's the one with the elevator scene, you know, the, yeah, the, oh, it's so good. The elevator fight scene is just—it's just so awesome. Like it's, and that's kind of where I picked up on it. Like it was right. It, 
I turned it on and it was right before that when he was talking to Robert Redford and he walked out and they got on the elevator and I'm like, Oh God, yes. And then like Frank Gerlo appears and you know, Cap's like Rumlo. He's like, Hey Cap, you know, <laughs> knowing, yeah. knowing that like he knows that, you know, Cap doesn't know yet, but then knowing that every floor there's going to be two more guys that gets on one on like every floor. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's so good. It's such a good, what does he mo- say? He's like, he before goes, we get started, yeah, he oh, he goes, get out. Yeah. He goes, yeah, is that what he says? Does he say before we get started first? Like, like before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Yeah, I think that's what he says. It's and then because yeah. he he's like watching and like he, like you know one guy's got a bead of sweat coming down his like you know like yeah, yeah. oh yeah. it's so great they're just other than I, uh, other than Rumlo you know Frank Gerlo everyone else is terrified for the most part that they have to do this you know so yeah and uh, I remember when we saw Endgame because. Um, during the part where they're like time traveling to like all the different spots with the stones and stuff. Uh-huh. Cap walks into an elevator <laughs> with all the same guards and like Frank Grillo's and like Brock Rum- uh, Rumlow's in there. And everyone in the theater was like, I, I literally heard like a gasp. Uh-huh. Everyone was like, are we going to get another elevator fight scene? And then he just walked out. He's like, right. oh, Hydra. I'm yeah. like, that was sick. <laughs> but, um, yeah. But, you know, yeah. The it, last thing I'll, no, real quick. When you go I'll back, go, when you go back yeah. and watch, whenever you watch, like that one and you see because you yeah i've mentioned it before but i'm a huge frank grillo fan they could have done so much more with frank grillo's character in the marvel universe oh yeah and fans fans have uh said that too i Same mean he, with frank he was cross he was crossbones i mean i mean come on like he could have yeah, just it's a it's a core captain america villain yeah and uh he literally is just what in the next one for like 10 minutes at the beginning <laughs> like it's just like yeah he's he's the opening of civil war yeah yeah i mean he could have they could have had like a full movie of cap and crossbones just fighting each other you know it would have been awesome you know it's like cap and crossbones is kind of the same as like affleck batman and deathstroke you know it's like you could easily make what could have been what could have been oh what could have <laughs> been you got you got two just perfect like hand-to-hand combat just pure like revenge driven movies right there uh-huh. because well think about it crossbones hates captain america because what he say is like you threw a building like a building fell on my face yeah, you, of you, like, <laughs> you threw a building on my face yeah and then and then deathstroke like he literally just wants to ruin batman's life like bruce's life he just kills everyone around him right and you know what since i'm not a comic guy i know we're gonna stray real quick but who is Deathstroke? Like, what is his? That's a great question because I'm also not a comic guy. Me and you are both very like. I mean, I understand a lot of storylines that come from the comics, but like Deathstroke, if I don't you know don't... a lot about him. I just, I All just right. know that like, I. It's always so funny because you can uh, look at MC, uh, Marvel, and DC comic uh, copycats. Mm-hmm. So it's like I think. So like Slade Wilson, that's Deathstroke's real name, Slade Wilson, mm-hmm. and then Deadpool came after Deathstroke. Oh, really? <laughs> and his name is Wade Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> so like, and, and then they like, both, um, and they both fight with swords, right? Yeah, they both fight with swords. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and then um, I'll yeah, look there's, it up. there's a I'll, lot of copycats right there. Yeah. I'll look it up. I just, I you know, it was kind of mentioned, and there's possibly going to be a whole movie with you know and i'd like i don't even know who really who he is i just think it would be cool based on the fact that uh what's his name was going to be paying playing him um i always forget how to say his yeah name. 
Joe. Joe Magna, whatever you have. How do you say that? But anyway, so, yep. Um, well, good. I'm glad you like, I'll check it out. And Yeah, the uh, the last thing I'll say about Doctor Strange is like, this is in the trailer, so it's not a spoiler, but zombie Doctor Strange, just peak fiction. Peak. Really? Doesn't get much better than that because the way the trailer made Zombie Strange out to be and the way it actually happened, I was like, oh my God. And then also, like the animated Marvel What If show, there's a whole episode de- dedicated to like, what if like the Avengers were zombies? Right. And so it's like the zombie apocalypse took over like that, that universe. And it's like Spider-Man, the like the wasp and like all these other characters against like zombie Captain America and like zombie Scarlet Witch and zombie Iron Man. And the way I saw zombie Dr. Strange in that movie, it's, it's like, it's like giving Zack Snyder, like, just give him DC and let him do what he wants because it'll be good. Right. You should just give Sam Raimi, uh, like a Marvel zombie movie because it would be so awesome. It'd be so cool. Yeah. Because like, and they use like practical effects for like zombie Doctor Strange, and it it was so awesome. It, I loved it. But is that the one, okay? Also. That I I know where the scene you're talking about in the trailer. Like I can I can kind of picture it real quick. Like when he's like yeah, where he yeah. he's like climbing up the mountain. He's like. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, awesome. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so much of Evil Dead. I love it. Nice. <laughs> it's so wacky. Yeah. Well, so uh, you want to talk about this article about the astral projection article you read, right? And then we'll just uh, that's what we'll. You can talk about that. We'll end on that. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna do homework this week, and we're gonna get back into like yeah. a lot of movie stuff, and we'll talk about because we got some stuff coming up. We're getting pretty close, my friend. To a little Top Gun Maverick. We're only a few weeks yeah. out right now. Oh <laughs> yeah. boy. So yeah, but um, there's I I got to go back and look at all that stuff that was happening at Cannes, like you know pick, movies were getting bought yeah. and that kind of stuff. So uh, we'll have a lot more of that stuff. But yeah, I dude, I told you I when I was waiting for Fairfield because <laughs> he was running late, I got about th- I read like about three pages of what I had printed off. Um, but I never got, yeah. I never got, I never finished it. And I never got to look, go back and look up that 25th page. So it's yours. Go well, for yeah. It. Let me, uh, you know, and just before I get into it, I know I'm going to fuck up this information a little bit. <laughs> so it, just, just think like, Hey, we're like, it's just like, we're just now reading it. <laughs> so. Well, I'm going to go, I'm going to go back and read it. I want to read the 25th page. Yeah, and maybe, insane. maybe it might just be like, if you just want to kind of, summarize the exactly what this guy has found in this document you know that's really like yeah well yeah i have i have a full uh summarization I'm of course sure the, it'll spark of course the government was involved so you know there's that yeah so. so basically what we're talking about people is i stumbled upon a little uh a little story or article and it's called the gateway report and this is a this is an analysis. It's a, it's a document, a 28-page document um, from the government, declassified by the CIA. So the analysis was done by Wayne M. McDonald, who was a colonel, I believe, and then an engineer, uh, Itzhak Bentov. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. And this document, their, their research, all that jazz about astral projection, it was based on the teachings of Robert Monroe, 
and Robert Monroe was the guy who wrote so many books about, you know, out of body experiences, right? So right. that's kind of where the like that phrase comes from is uh Robert Monroe. So yeah, declassified in two thousand three. It's a twenty eight page report on the potential to achieve astral projection and explains that we live in an live in an energy hologram that is also everything. The entire like the entirety of everything is an energy hologram. And for those of you who don't know what astral projection is, that just blew my whatever you just said just blew my mind. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> that, that is what he said. <laughs> yeah, we live in an energy hologram, and it's everything. But for that's everyone, why, that's who why Tupac's still alive, right there, buddy. Yeah, he's just he's in a different universe. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, you know, that's kind of what we're talking about right that talking about this right now because you know dr strange is out so might as well go into a little rabbit hole but uh <laughs> um yeah for those of you who don't know what astral projection is it's the uh the idea or the belief or the practice that your spiritual body can leave your physical body and you can then interact or travel to other dimensions <laughs> right and not when you not your not your not your spiritual body leaving when you die while you're still alive (laughs) yeah while you're still alive yeah while you're still alive right um and you know like astral projection is something that james wan has been so intrigued by and that's what uh the multiple insidious movies are based off of is astral projection right and just going into the darker parts of what astral projection may uh entitle but so what the cia declassified with this document was missing a one page out of 28 pages. It was missing what one page with crucial information on it, apparently. And that was page 25 of this document. And so I read, I read this article on uh, vice and he said that, I think uh, don't quote me on this. Um, but if you guys want to like, look up the article, you just got to look up like gateway report vice. You can get the whole thing that, uh, I am summarizing right now, but, this missing page, it turned out that the Monroe Institute, which is an institute based off Robert Monroe's teachings, they just had this missing page. The whole time. Just kinda just... In, they, they just had it, yeah. And while people were like trying to find this missing page, they were like, yeah, we have it. <laughs> no, one, no one cared to look there, I guess. Um, but what's really interesting about this whole thing is that the document uses the phrase, the absolute quote-unquote, the absolute, Mm -hmm. which is the overall governing force of the universe. And and the absolute is the universal hologram that we all live in, and it's represented as a cosmic egg or as like a spiral. So (laughs) we live in a cosmic egg, which is the energy hologram. Did this page 25 that was missing, that was like removed or lost or whatever you want to call it, did it? give the instructions on what they were doing to try to figure out how to make people do the astral projections. Is that what it was? Well, no, it was, it was just based off their findings. Damn. I see. This is the thing. I knew I was going to get confused when I was trying to summarize this. <laughs> oh, well it's, it's a very confusing topic. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's an insane topic. The, the, the whole point of what we're talking about that right now though, is the fact that there is a, a, government declassified document out there that talks about the potential, the legitimate potential to astral project. And I'll just keep going because we'll probably find some answers as I go through my notes again. Um, 
But, you know, because of this cosmic egg, between our reality and the absolute are intertwining infinite dimensions, which is explained in the in the gateway report, in the document. Okay. And according to McDonald, there is a self-perception that is achieved in the grand scope of things that is that is a result of successfully altering your consciousness and thus being able to perceive the universal hologram. So what that means is when you can achieve astral projection, you are able to perceive what, you know, the absolute is. And that is how you're able to interact with other dimensions. <laughs> right, right. Okay. Um, so, well, but based compare, off the finding... It, the article that oh, I... Or, or the part of the article that I actually read, they were, you know, they were talking about, like, this goes along with, like, transcendental medi- meditation, like deep meditation, and and oh yeah, they were they were using. I think this is right. The, what part I was reading, I had, I've killed some brain cells since then. So just don't, <laughs> don't help me. Um, it's probably a bad time to talk about astral projection. Uh, yeah, um, I barely got through the day, my friend. Um, yeah, the uh, but yeah, they were talking about how like those types of things. That's what I think that's what they were using in the study, like, like transcendental mm-hmm. meditation things to get people so deep into their mind and, 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 and meditating and things like that to see if they could possibly do this and, and record and, and, um, you know, during the study or whatever you want to call it. But anyway, um, I do. Remember, well, yeah, I remember talking about medica- meditation and stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, kind of what you were just saying, the, uh, the next thing I have is, so based off the findings of Robert Monroe, which is the guy who coined the term out-of-body experience, uh, without getting into like the crazy science of things because, you know, the article was mentioning freaking, you know, 10th to the power of this times blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh my God, what is going mm-hmm. on? Um, so when the left side of your brain is relaxed and your body, your physical body is asleep, and there's a moment where your consciousness drops below a specific oscillation frequency, and that's where that math comes in. So when your consciousness drops below this oscillation frequency, this is where you essentially, you know, quote-unquote, click out of space-time. Click and out of space-time. Hmm. Click out of space-time. So if, if your click out is continuous... Like so, like it's not like instant, and like you just like you come right back to like you know reality. If your clickout is continuous, that's when you can officially astral project and visit and have dialogue with other dimensions. So hmm. that's that's where the science comes in. So, but oh, just overall, oh my oh. god, something just sparked in my brain about um, holy hell! I was listening to God. Who is he talking to? Joe was talking to somebody about dreams and controlling your dreams and whoever, whoever he was talking to said he had multiple times where he was in his dream and he interacted in his dream and controlled the way that his, and he remembered controlling what was happening in his dream. That almost kind of sounds like that. Like, like you're you're so deep into the dream that, you know, yeah, you're you're communicating <laughs> you know like well here I'll, I'll say this last thing so basically what the report is saying is that the gateway which is gaining self-perception altering your consciousness and clicking out is what 
makes all of this possible. So the gateway are all those steps of astral projection. So when you go through that gateway of all those steps, that's when you're, you know, you're going to talk to the freaking monster that Dr. Strange fought in Multiverse of Madness. That's what's happening. Right. Um, But what I will say about like controlling your dreams, well, there's an interest, there's that difference between astral projection and lucid dreaming. Right. Um, so astral projection is like, you're, you're, you're not in this universe anymore, but lucid dreaming is like, yeah, you have a dream and you're just completely aware that you're in a dream and thus being able to control what's happening. Yeah. And this guy, I can't remember who it was that he was talking to, but he like, yeah, he said, he's like, it, it's not just like a, a one-off like it ha- like every time he dreams he's he's able to control his dreams and he's and he yeah moves. I'm like and Joe's like what like what do you like he like Joe's like I, I I'll have a dream and then I just try to remember it and I just completely forget it you know like it's like well and you know that is that's one thing that I have definitely like whenever I go down a rabbit hole with like lucid dreaming astral projection the one thing is like if you're not completely stress-free or if you're not relaxed like none of this will work for you like at all. Like you can't have one ounce of stress looming over your shoulders when you like try to achieve astral projection or something like that. But well, I can tell you right now, I'm never going to astral project. And I probably, yeah, I'll never, I probably it's won't never going to happen. <laughs> I, I think, I think lucid dreaming is different because that's, uh, that's REM sleep. That's, uh, I think lucid dreaming is connected to that. I'm never going to have that either. Cause I never hit <laughs> REM. I, I just, I never, never get good enough sleep. I ne- I never hit rim sleep ever. I, I'm just, I'm constantly away. I constantly toss and turn. I'm never just deep into where I wait. I wish I could be one of those people that sleeps so hard. Like Gibby, Gibby does this. Gibby can literally be going a hundred miles an hour. And then he lays his head down on a pillow and he sleeps hard for eight hours. And then he gets up and he starts deadlifting 450 pounds. Okay. <laughs> like me, I'm old. I'm always sucking down coffee, like four cups of coffee because I never had a good sleep the night before, you know, like every time. Like, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, it, I, I, uh, well, back to what you were saying with that example of the guy who, you know, just remembers that he can control his dreams. Uh-huh. You know, like I've met people like, you know, just like close friends. They'll be like, yeah, I, I remember it was in high school or something like that. I don't know. But like, I remember talking about like, you know, you get with your friends on a late night drive and you, you start getting into the deep topics. You know? Right. Right. Yeah. It's like, is, you know, is Tupac alive? What, what's going on with the multiverse? Yes. Blah, blah, blah. Yes, he is. Um, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but like, I remember we were talking about lucid dreaming and stuff like that. And I remember like a lot of people have been like, yeah, I, I can control my dreams. I do it a lot. And I'm like, what? And they like people who can, control their dreams they don't they don't think it's weird they just think it's normal and i think it's really interesting because like you know i'll have a dream and you know a gorilla is chasing me and i'm (laughs) and i can't get myself to run faster and i'm like why am i not running faster right now yeah that sounds like when i do have dreams my dreams always like like i wake up because like i don't know something bad's about you know like it's just always like oh yeah i'm like and then you you ever you ever have those where you wake up and you th- you think it's r- you think it's real? And oh, you, too many times. And you wake up with so much relief because you realize you're you're still alive. You know what I mean? Like, it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just crazy. I do. I had a. 
Oh, go ahead. Oh, man. I, I had – well, I mean, I just said a gorilla was chasing me. I, that's not really too far off from the dream I had last night. It was really weird. Like, I'm going to try to remember it because you'll probably just laugh your ass off. But, like, just think about, like, a giant, like, auditorium, like, where you would just see, like, a band. Mm-hmm. But, like, instead of, like, the seats being, like, going, like, upwards, it was just, like, all flat, mm-hmm. basically. It's, so it's kind of like Garth Brooks, like, sitting on a football field, but just, like – like an indoor, indoor like football field basically. Right. So there's seats everywhere, and there's like a, there's like this, this building in the middle, that w- and like the seats kind of wrapped around it, and it was like a four v four death match, <laughs> and like, I was wearing like a costume, and you know you had like the stage with the auditorium and stuff. So like, it's like me and three other people, and we're like we're in this big auditorium. We're like, we're doing like fist fights and stuff. And all of a sudden it was basically like King Kong, like King Kong broke through the auditorium and he just started chasing all of us. And I was so freaking scared. Like I remember just like frantically, like running around trying to find a place to hide. And like, did you want, did you, yeah. did you read it? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Did you watch I don't any, know what happened. <laughs> no. Did you watch any, like before you went to bed last night, were you watching any like monkey? Like, did you watch any videos on YouTube or anything that would have sparked that? No, I was watching seven. Well, <laughs> there's no monkeys I wasn't in there. A, I wasn't a, de- a detective. In, no, <laughs> in I used movie, to. So. I used to have a reoccurring. Like it's so funny too, because there's. Have you ever had the same? Like you ever have a reoccurring dream where you have the same dream over and over, and you remember that one? You know, I'm. I know I have, but like I couldn't even tell you like what that could be. For the longest time, I would have the exact same freaking dream of I would I was walking, and this was after I was out of high school. Like it wasn't like when I, I was I would always walk into high school. There would always be like a, a desk right in the middle of of like this huge lobby, right? And yeah. high high school students are everywhere, and the lady at the front tells me my my locker code and she does it so fast that I don't remember it but I still go to my <laughs> locker and I can't remember the locker code and I freak yeah. out I freak out because I cannot get in my locker like I just can't get and I, I'm just freaking out about the I had that dream over and over and over and over and over and and then it just stopped like I, I haven't had it in years so it's just so weird God. like then they say you know like they they say you should like write down your dreams and and like try to look up to see if there's any type, anything out there like on psychiatry websites and stuff to see if like, yeah, if it means something. Cause another one, um, I had this one twice and, I, and it was the same exact, it was the same exact to the detail. And I might've told you this one. I was at a party and I decided to leave and I wrote, I just got on, I just, I went outside and I was riding a bike for some reason. Like I didn't have a car. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm riding a bike and then out of nowhere, like, it's just like, it's like, um, what's the movie with Seth Rogen and James Franco and all those guys, Danny McBride, the, the, this is the end. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Where the apocalypse happens. <laughs> yeah. Just out of nowhere, it becomes that scene, but it's, it's, it's little mini, um, it's just little mini UFO ships every, like not big UFO oh. ships. I'm talking like. Like it would be like drones, but they were actual UFO little mitts. So little people were, and they're just everywhere and they're just shooting. They're just shooting down and just like, just destroying shit. And I'm on a bicycle riding through all of it. <laughs> and then I had that dream twice, the exact same dream, same detail, everything. And that, then that just stopped. Like it just, no. Yeah. You know, I, uh, 
for a while it, it just depends on like how vivid the dream is but like i had one where i actually i turned it into a script because of how vivid it was i was like i need something to write so i'm gonna i think i wrote like a a five or six page script on this thing and what you got you, this you one's should, you should do that you should just at least write down the notes yeah i really should have. yeah that yeah. way you always have like it could just turn into something you know like um but this one was crazy because you were i remember you actually being in it and it was kind of like a it was kind of like a man of steel moment you nice. remember in Ban- uh batman vs superman where he like superman like climbs to the top of the mountain and then like chemicals just moving rocks right yeah yeah it was kind of something like that because like the dream started off with me in like this black void and I'm going to get, this is like a D I remember every single moment of this freaking dream. I was in like this black void and like, I couldn't see anything. So I'm, you know, it's like, all right, I'm, I'm sleeping. I turn around and like, I, I could hear like crackling of like a bonfire and I turn around and there's a bonfire mm-hmm. just like in the middle of this black void. So I walk up to it and like, I mean, I don't know what it actually said, but like I remember writing dialogues, like I was, you know, trying to write a script. This giant, like white snake, just it just peeks his head into like the light of the fire, and then it like rises up. And I remember it like it was starting to get like get into like this striking position, and I just ran away. And then, like it started to get like lighter out. So like the black void turned into like a sidewalk and I was like running through like Thornwild, you know, like in our neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. So like it's horizontal. Right. But then it, it just keeps going downhill and downhill and downhill. And then like to the point where it's basically just like a wall and I, I fall down. Right. And I fall into a freaking lawn chair <laughs> on like, it like kind of like imagine, um, Cindy Prescott's, house and scream oh yeah uh-huh i i fall into like a lawn chair that's like on a porch like that it's like a huge country home right and it looks out into like this field and i just see fire like in this field but like everything else is like very like lush and green so like there's like this cornfield and it's just on fire and right above it is a giant ufo there we go mm-hmm. it's like it's like a flying saucer and it <laughs> i look over my left and you're sitting there you're like drinking a Budweiser or something, and you're like, <laughs> I don't know. I think you said like, yeah, they showed up, like they're here. <laughs> <laughs> that that sounds like something I would say. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, and how fitting? And like I don't know. It, how fitting would it be in real life if 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 I if you just saw me like you can't like you walked outside and you're like, Dad, what are you doing? And I had a Budweiser in my hand. And I'm like, look over there, and there was a UFO, and I'm just sitting there with a no. Budweiser. That's that's exactly what it is. So maybe like maybe it'll happen one day. But like I just remember looking over, and it was kind of like a Field of Dreams moment, or like Man of Steel, because I looked over and I was like, okay, I'm safe. Dad's here. Like <laughs> I, I smiled, and then like the UFO like took off into the sky. Mm-hmm. But then, Dad, I swear to God, like, storm clouds started to roll in, and you got up, drank the rest of your beer, and you're like, it's going to rain soon. (laughs) (laughs) So then we walk inside, and as soon as we walk inside, like, it was like, I passed one window, and, like, it was daylight, and then, like, I passed, like, a a hallway, and there's another window, and then it's like full-on, like, monsoon outside. So, like, if you can think about that in, like, a cinematic way, right. that might be the easiest, yeah. But then we sit down, we're, like, when we're watching, and you don't you don't say anything. We're just, like, watching the rain. 
and I hear like these crazy like thundering booms, but it's not thunder. And I I look up and the freaking like the roof of the house just like got ripped off. And there are three like cosmic shadow entities that are just looking down at us. This is a vivid dream. Holy hell. The fact yeah. that you remember it and all like, too. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I'm glad I wrote about it, too, because it's one of the most fascinating dreams I've ever had. Well, that also, just, that's also helped you remember it, too, by writing it all down quickly. Like, right. Yeah. But, like, I remember because two of them were, like, just looking down at us, but then one of them was, like, taking off the roof and, like, kind of, like, peeking over and, like, looking at us. And then, like, the one in the middle, like, reached its hand down, and it was kind of like – it didn't. It wasn't like a hand. It was just like a – it was like a black smoke tornado, and it just kind of, like, went into my mind like went into my face and I just mm-hmm. woke up when you woke up were you how did you feel were you like do you remember waking up scared or did you wake up like like holy no, shit I, I'm, a, I'm alive <laughs> did you I'm not gonna lie I kind of felt at peace really yeah and like I don't know it, it sounds corny as I say it but like I, I I remember waking up I grabbed my phone like immediately because it, I, every once in a while you just have a dream and you well, I don't, it's just too much. It's just too vivid to not remember. To have a dream like that, you must you must have got some good sleep then. I mean, you must you probably felt you, you say you felt kind of relaxed or whatever. You probably were well, you know, probably because you were sleeping so well. And honestly, I mean, I'm not saying that the COVID pandemic era era was like a relaxed state for the world, but like, you know, like when we got sent home, I was just I was at home. I I was playing Call of Duty with all my friends late at night, we didn't have a worry in the world. Like everything was fine at home. Like everyone was safe and yeah, I don't know. There just wasn't really a lot to worry about because everyone was in the exact same spot. Right. As far as like my age group goes. Cause oh, like so no you one had, was like doing intern. Yeah. Had, I was just, it was like a time. clean slate. Yeah. It was around that time. So crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We could end on that if you want. Cause that's a lot to take it. <laughs> my brain. I, yeah, <laughs> that 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 was vivid, yeah. dude. Like that. No, was crazy. it's crazy. I can. Uh, yeah, I I wrote a whole script on it. I think I don't even know what I called it because I obviously like I put parts in the script that like I did not dream, but I needed to craft a story out of it somehow. But like, well, since since I was in the dream, it looks like I get my first starring role, huh? Yeah, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> oh I just God. it was so crazy because like you were you were there and you were just kind of like. You were so content with everything that was happening. It was I don't know, it felt like the afterlife. It was really weird. Maybe I was content because you know how we always you know how you always say, um, if the UFOs come down, that's it. I'm not doing homework, I'm not doing anything. Maybe maybe oh, I was, pro- yeah. <laughs> maybe I was content because I was finally like, oh, I don't have to do shit now. <laughs> yeah, it's a cause for celebration. <laughs> yeah. The UFOs are here. I can do nothing because none of it matters yep. now. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing yeah. matters, but yeah. All right. Well, that's a little bit longer than my 20 minute uh, Garth Brooks story helped that one out. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought I, I thought it was, I, I didn't think I was going to contribute three words to this thing. So I, uh, episode six, kind of all over the place. That's all right. Uh, we're gonna start. We're getting into we're getting into some our prime time, buddy. Summer movies. Yeah, summer it's, blockbusters are coming in full force, and we're gonna be starting with. The one and only Maverick, Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't talk about it off the top of my head, but yeah, we got top, we got Top Gun. Um, oh, I don't even, I have nope. no clue. 
nopes out. Like I'm talking like I got to find, I got to go through the looks of the schedule and see what's coming out here. Cause they should start, even though Top Gun's probably going to be the first big one, there's going to there should be something pretty decent starting to come out now. You know, like yeah, Bullet Train's going to be I, coming uh, out pretty soon. Oh yeah, Bullet Train, shoot. Yeah. Oh, speaking of that, um, tomorrow is the tenth. Um, oh my God, Lost City is on Paramount Plus tomorrow. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Got a little uh, little Sandy Bullock and some Channing Tatum and the one and only Bradley Pitts. All right. <laughs> yes, sir. Easy money. Yeah. And let's not forget about Harry Potter himself. He plays the bad guy in it. What's his name? <laughs> Radcliffe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, man. All right. Well, I'll be doing some research at some point this week. Be- oh, wait. Cool. We can. Uh, what's, what's the story for this weekend? We'll figure it out. Okay. All right. All right. We'll I, call prefer, I prefer weekend podcasts, so I won't be going anywhere for a while. So. <laughs> yeah. Monday Monday night podcasts aren't my thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, all righty, y'all. All right. Peace.